Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We cannot start this week's show, absolutely cannot start this week's show, until we thank the following people who went to Patreon.com to sponsor this show. Derek Haynes. Alex Kazanis. Jack Connolly. Jonathan Renteria Elie. Bill Dixon. The wonderful Melanie Harker. Dr. Jason Woods. Oh, the fantastic Allison Keene. The alright Jamal Newman. The so-so John Helter. Battle Matt Fitness. The wonderful David Trumbor. And the one and only Sean Paul Ellis. Hey, out there, if you guys want to be on this list or just want to know what's coming up next week on the show, check out patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons for more details. And remember, that's morning with a U. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Thank you so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Chuckamation Studios, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, he's super funny and super naked. It's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, <laughs> bud? Uh, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about I'm, you? You know, I've known you for a while, so I'm comfortable with what's going on here, but uh, I'm going to say strong choice of wardrobe today. Strong choice. I don't know if everybody understands this, but we podcast from different areas of the country together in the safety and the comfort of our own space. Mm -hmm. And if I want to do a little bit nude, I can. And it's not offending. Uh, Dave's only really kind of staring at my bust. Yeah, I'm literally the only person (laughs) offended by this right now. Like like visually offended by it. Yeah, Yeah, very sorry about that. It's not like I'm going to stand up anytime soon and the webcam's going to catch everything. Please don't. Uh, it's weird that you referred to it as the bust. I guess it's still. Oh. Did you hear that shift, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, it was me in a chair. That was and... an aggressive shift. Yeah, some things got exposed. What do you? What do you? You're not upset about it. It's okay. Yeah, you're not. not recording. You're fine. Yikes! What does this have to do with Nicktoons? <laughs> it has nothing to do with Nicktoons. Oh, nothing to do. With other than the fact that we're referencing a very specific character yeah. that we've talked about previously yeah. on on another episode. And we have a chance to kind of jump in and delve a little bit deeper into these characters. We are, of course, talking about Action League now. Ba-ba-da-bow. Yep. Yeah, what's funny is actually this Nicktoons New Year's, we're kind of jumping around a little bit. It turns out that we've kind of uh, hop, skipped, jumped. We've covered some Nicktoons previously before we had the idea to like, hey, maybe do them all together at once. Um, (laughs) So if you're following along at home, we're going to be a little all over the place uh, this month. You may find stuff like Chalk Zone already exists and uh, what was it? Rocket Power we've already done and As Told by Ginger's already out there and there's some other stuff that we're going to be getting to a little bit later. Um, so hang in there. Hang in there with us. But if you didn't know that Action League yeah. Now was a series and you thought it was just a bunch of shorts from Kablam, Sean's going to clarify the history of it right about now. Guys, if you're not familiar with Action League Now, also known as Action League Now, the series is an American stop motion animated children's television series created by Rob Mittenthal, Will McRob, and Albie Hecht that was originally part of All That and then Kablam! on Nickelodeon. Spinoff show premiered on Nickelodeon in November 2001 and ended its run in February 2002. So, guys, not, not super long. Uh, but it was made using Chuckamation, and we will get into all about Chuckamation and our thoughts 
It is a combination of stop motion animation and live action shots where things are simply thrown or chucked or dropped into frame or wiggled around to simulate them talking. Most episodes took place in a house of an unseen resident. Many of the characters were voiced by radio personalities from Pittsburgh. There have been numerous guest appearances, including national football player Brett Favre, John Elway, Cordell Stewart, Troy Aikman, and Bill Cower, the rock band Kiss, musician actor Harry Connick Jr., pop singer Robin, and the musician Lou Rawls. Let me ask you, which one of those is your, is your favorite? Either your favorite guest appearance or just your favorite human being? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I can't say favorite guest appearance because I haven't seen all of the episodes right. for this We show. saw a little bit. We saw a hint of, of the Kiss special. We had yeah, we saw bit. a hint of the Kiss. Yeah. I, I feel like I think Kiss would be a really fun yeah. guest to have, and they'd be really interesting. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Harry Connick Jr.'s voice is so specific. I think that I'd, I'd want to be able to. Did you get there? Yeah, it was rough. You happy with yourself? No, I, I no. love the fact that you're making the you're making the joke and you're just looking at yourself with a sneer, like, uh, I wish I hadn't said that. It's like, the, it's like the pun tank in my brain is like, we got one, and the rest of it catches up, and it's just like, ah, you're so fast, and I'm so disappointed in you and myself for not catching it sooner. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Oh, uh, guys, 2018, the year of the pun tank. This is not going well for pun Dave tank. so far. Fill it up. If you if you can tweet at Dave with your favorite puns do, at Dr. Claw MD. Fill up that pun tank, some of everybody. Your best puns. I will steal some of them. <laughs> we will we will cite we will cite yeah. you if, if we if we put. I it. use so, the like, term steal not... loosely. I will steal with yeah. credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. I was surprised that you gave me a credit for the the idea and the pun that I had. I was blown away. So thank you very it much. It was great. The best part of that pun, uh, if you want to know what Sean's talking about, head on over to Collider.com and look up uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi Fandom Menace. That was Sean's uh, expert pun, which led into uh, a lot of hate and a lot of love on the internet. <laughs> Weirdly for things that I did not expect to get hate and or love for, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, buddy. So now we oh, know the man. history of Action League Now. You want to know what it's actually about? I mean, I'm assuming it's about the same cast of characters that we watched during Kablam, but take it 100%. away. 100%. The series follows the adventures of a superhero league composed of various action figures, toys, and dolls, namely The Flesh, Thunder Girl, Stinky Diver, Meltman, The Chief, and Justice the Dog. The Action League has had various villains throughout the show's run, including The Mayor, a gigantic baby simply named Big Baby, a Jack Russell <laughs> Terrier called Spotzilla, a rival superhero league known as the Danger Society, a bald genius known as Smarty Pants, an enemy of Stinky's past called Red Ninja, a group of evil aliens, a gypsy who cursed the chief, yikes on that one, and a mummy <laughs> brought to life by the mayor. Sometimes, due to their own collective stupidity, even the League themselves can be the main cause of a problem. We should have watched that gypsy episode. Yeah, I wish we'd watch that gypsy episode. That sounds like a lot of fun. Is it like thinner? Is it like it's, Stephen it's, King's thinner? It's got to be either like thinner, probably not, or uh, the Wolfman, probably something between the two. Ooh, I, like American Werewolf in London? Yeah, we could go with that. Yeah, sure. Probably not. Okay. Probably didn't start with a blowy um, in the car. <laughs> like thinner, I'm going to guess. Hey, guess what? This is not our family-friendly episode. Oh, have we already ruined it this, already this ruined quickly it. into well, the episode? when you talk about a blowy in a car, you've ruined the family experience. Guys, 2018, we're seven minutes in and we've already blown this. <laughs> Literally. So, 
Uh, we did not watch the Gypsy episode tonight. We did watch the first overall episode of the series itself, which is titled uh, Action League Goes to the Movies. Now, what's interesting about this, and we'll talk about it more once you get to the plot, I was worried that Action League was going to lose what made it fun and special from the shorts in Kablam or all that, and it was going to try to stretch that idea out into like a full-on 30-minute plot or 22-minute plot or whatever you want to call it. Thankfully, I guess, this stayed as like little five, six-minute chunks and segments. Um, is, the, is this thankful? That being said, it's still a lot. Is this really thankful? It's a lot to handle. It's a lot, you guys. Yeah. They're fine in like five or six minute chunks. Uh, 25 minutes of five or six minute chunks is still 25 minutes of this. So it's, we'll talk about it. We'll get through it. We're going to support each other. It's going to be fine. Before that, let's talk about that theme song. Does this even qualify as a theme song? I think it does. And I mean, it's the theme song that we, we know and that we're familiar with from watching it in Kablam. And I, I think that it qualifies for a couple reasons. In a lot of theme songs, we are fortunate in many cases to get a, a roll call. Right. We get one here. We get a roll call. That's, that's uh, like all it is for me. It's pretty much the, the entire thing. But then you have to think about it in the background. We have, some, uh, we have some horns. We have some horn music. And as I've said on the show in the past, yeah. if you put horns in your theme song or even your quasi theme song, I will still love it. And I will get pumped up. I don't know. There's something about horns in a theme song Star that Wars. just get me pumped and motivated. Yeah, exactly. It just gets me pumped and it gets me motivated and I'm happy. I, I suddenly become more engaged when I hear a trumpet in the background or even just like a trombone. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention now. Let's Let's get into it. I guess maybe because it's not a musical instrument that you hear all the time on the radio. Well, sure, these days, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you think about pop songs and you think about maybe, you know, uh, I listen to a, a lot of rock or a, a lot of metal. There's not a, there's not like a ska band suddenly no. popping out in the back kind of supporting what they're there's doing. There's no more Mambo number no. 5 coming in. Oh, no Lou, Lou Bega to save us. I want a Lou Bega cartoon like you would not believe. It would probably last about as long as Action League now. <laughs> Roughly 3 months. That's not a dig, it's just, you know. Yeah, no, uh, it's how a much fact. can you really get out of a Lou Bega cartoon? It would be a Lou Bega cartoon where he goes on different blind dates with women and he it's sort of like Rock of Love, but with Lou Bega. <laughs> I don't think he saw he didn't sell me on that. Did he sell you on that one? No. Well here's I thought you were gonna he, go with like adventures of like other mambos that he could explore. The the twist on this is that Will Smith from Hitch shows up and is his dating coach. Done. We just watched that the other day, so this is weird because Allison saw it like in the listings and was like, "Huh, I never saw the end of that," which ended with us watching like somehow three quarters of it, which I'm not super <laughs> proud of. But I will never have oh, to watch it man. again. Um, so to go back, yeah, I will sure. say we get a roll call, we get trumpets, uh, we get the standard intro that we're familiar with with Kablam uh, that kind of. Uh, gives you a, a lot of the setup, and I, I, I was excited about it. I was glad to see that they retained that element from the original series or from the original series of shorts that they had. Yeah. That was fun for me. What's interesting to me, though, is that yeah, it was almost identical, but the energy felt different. It felt really, yeah, for me, it felt a little less wacky. It felt a little more like they were taking themselves more seriously. Like they were like, "Hey, guys, this is an actual series now," so like. Uh, I don't know. It felt it felt a little more stilted, because in in the uh, in Kablam they were like, 
it's the flesh. He's super strong and super naked. And they're kind of like winking at you as they do it. But in this one, they're like, it's the flesh. He's super strong and super naked. And it's subtle, but I was just like, eh, it doesn't seem like they're having as much fun. Or maybe mm. it was because they were like, you know, ugh, I got to record all this shit again that I already did for all, for all these shorts. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Can't you just use the original? I don't know. There was something a little off about it. And that, for okay. me, carries through the rest of this series. There was something kind of magical and, and, and you captured, you know, kind of lightning in a bottle, if you want to use that phrase, in the original shorts. And when you tried to make it into a series, it didn't always translate for me. And I think that started with the theme song. That being said, okay. I like it. It's a basic narration. It's a roll call, and it's got a, fan, a great fanfare. So, like you said. Yeah. My favorite part of this whole thing is probably the animation style. Really? Yeah, 100%. Because let's get into yeah. this. Because this animation style, we, we've talked about this before on the Kablam episode. There were a couple additional pieces that they threw into the mix tonight. Yeah. What were some... Was there... How did you feel about this new discovery, this new little kind of added piece? I want to say interstitials that they have. Okay, yeah, the interstitials. I, I have them kind of lumped into the plot. They do have a bit of a, eh, it's not really mixed media. They have this weird thing that a lot of Nicktoons did in, when the heck did that start? Do you, do you know? Having like kids actually like appear on the shows and ask questions. I mean, I, I think that that's like the whole idea of like late eight, like 80s yeah. and 90s Nickelodeon was to have kids on. Yeah. I just, you know, and, and you know, you, you see some of that stuff with even uh, you can't do that on television yes. where like they might have an animated short and then they might do like the locker interstitial where they're jumping out and telling like quick one or two liners. Uh, you know, I, I think that that thing, I think that it's very common for Nickelodeon to have that, but I, I will say it's the maybe the first time that it's ever been in a Nick tune itself. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering, because this show is, it's not a variety show, really. It's just a bunch of small segments that are loosely tied together with a theme, at least in this first episode. And they have a bunch of interstitials, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. But for me, I love this style of animation. It, it's kind of one of a kind. You really don't get to see that, especially these days, because... Digital software, animating software is so cheap and so user-friendly for the most part, and kind of anybody can do it. So people aren't going to spend time setting up camera and lighting and rigs and all that stuff just to throw an action figure across the camera for like one scene. Plus, this is like editing heavy. This is like editing intensive. There were so many cuts, and I don't know how many takes they had to do, but there were so many cuts and jumps and switches and just a crazy amount of like post-production work on these things. I also love the idea of setting up a shot for Chuckamation because <laughs> some of these were, were like pretty involved shots, right? We'll talk about a yeah. sort of a beach scene where there's a ton of figures and they're kind of just literally floating around because that you can't have people's hands in, this, in the screen manipulating them. So they're literally just floating in the water. Some of them are floating face down. Some are floating face up. Some are in little actual floaties, like little rubber inflatable rafts or whatever. Some, you know, are kind of like straight up and down with their feet in the water. So like they're all set up, but it's all chaos. It's all just controlled chaos because these things can go topsy-turvy. They can go sideways. They can drift off to another section of the pool at any given time. So I love the idea of the work that had to go into making each of these shots, whether it's making the character themselves, whether it's making the background, <clears throat> the things that they interact with, the things that are on their scale versus the things that they leave on like human scale just because it's background and we're not going to mess with it like 
I love the amount of production and thought and creativity that has to go into that. I, I had a lot of fun with this. It, sometimes you have to like have a precision stunt of having a, a character run over by a car. So, you know, you don't want to mess that up because then get and, and used to, to it. Yeah. And to the credit, there are so many times that I, I actually, I watched this episode Same. twice. Yeah, me too. Because there were, there were moments where I wanted to see like if I could see the shadow of a mm-hmm. hand or if I could see the actual strings. Yeah. Moving I was always hands. looking like down by their feet to see if I can catch a knuckle or something or to look yeah, for just, like ground cover mm-hmm. and see if you could ever see their feet or if they were just like beneath it on a platform. Yeah. And they go into so many ridiculously crazy and creative ways yeah. of obscuring that. I, sometimes I, I, I kept thinking to myself, did they just glue the character's feet to a popsicle stick and then it's they're on a like a, a sandy beach and then they just have the popsicle stick like off camera and they're just kind of like moving it or like jiggling it back and forth on the side. I, I can't I can't imagine this has to be less stressful than doing actual stop oh, motion animation, yeah. but more stressful than just regular animation because the number of variables, yeah. uh, noise that's outside since they're trying to do a lot of this in one take. And then you have to go back and I, I'm assuming that they they are shooting this and then they have to go back and then they have to do the ADR. Yeah. And they have to do all the voice acting later. And so if maybe something didn't match up for a script or maybe they didn't give that character enough screen time, it's like, no, we're just like we're just slashing lines to hopefully make sense. But at the end, I think the fun and the enjoyment of this is that this show almost doesn't need to make any sense. Right. This this show offers a reset button every four minutes to itself. If not more so, because yeah, like characters will die, they'll lose pieces of themselves, and then they'll be just fine again it's like it's like watching an old tom and jerry cartoon where you know people are bludgeoned or blown up with rockets or cut in half and then they're fine so it's it's very cartoonish but it's also that it, it's that controlled chaos of like we need to get the shot it needs to make sense within like the frame but it also can be like it doesn't matter if thunder girl goes flying halfway across the room and everybody else just kind of sits where they are like that's hilarious just make sure you get the shot like even one there's a rocket that goes off at one point and they literally launch like a rocket like a backyard rocket right right like almost like a firework and the poor camera guy has to like <laughs> follow this trajectory of this rocket and it kind of like goes off frame for a second and then it goes back up and it's like you get like one shot at that i don't think they sent that rocket off uh, very many times but <laughs> i would love oh, the rocket budget was the rocket budget was day. one you get one this one shot <laughs> yeah. this thing was like built on a shoestring budget and i love that and i would love to see a behind the scenes of like these crazy animators and grips and lighting people and camera operators uh, and, and whoever's manipulating the little figures to do whatever they want them to do, I would love to see behind-the-scenes video of that. That would be fascinating to me. So I love this animation style, and I thought it was really endearing, and nothing really out there like it. Yeah. The, the craziest thing and the question that I always go back to every time we've watched something similar to this or, or just when we watched Kablam and, yeah. and we saw this for the first time the question that I didn't have that's new from when I was a kid was, did they have these action figures specifically made for this show? You no, know, I think, or, or, or I thought we like, looked it up I, last I, I, time, and I can't remember if they were knockoffs that they just found or if they specifically, I know they doctored them at some point. Because like right. if you look at the flesh, it looks like he's had like pieces of whatever was on him like <laughs> pulled off quite painfully. He's just got like divots all right. over his body, and they're not like normal uh, pivot points for like um, body movement, and obviously Meltman is just a melted something. So, and and I, I mean with the Meltman character, I mean it could literally be anything, yeah. but with 
Stinky Diver, Thunder Girl, The Flash, Chief, and The Mayor. These are all notable characters that you, you see in every episode. And, or, or Scientist Bill, I think was what his name was. And yeah, so, Bill the you know, Lab you Guy. Saw the, yeah. Bill the Lab Guy. So you see these characters all the time. And I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, and, and they're destroying these okay. characters. And if, we, and if we haven't made this painfully clear, Chuckamation is exactly what it sounds like. It's animation by like hurling something into frame and just fingers crossed that it gets yeah. there. And so in some of these instances, I, I really had to think like, was the, the sequence or was the writing just sort of free form, like whatever they want, or were they influenced by the amount of actual characters that they had? Like, did this show end in February of 2002 because they just ran out of characters? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it was probably more a ratings issue or something at that point, but, uh, or just, this is probably a very like intensive process for both shooting and editing. And it probably just wasn't feasible, even though it's super cheap, it probably just wasn't feasible from a, a, a time dedicated standpoint you know what i mean like they still have to use the rendering machines for their to cut everything together maybe not rendering but they have to use their editing software to put everything together sure package it all and then like you said adr it so who knows i I would love i would love an oral history of action league now that actually goes into (laughs) the the behind the scenes production of this stuff because it's such a unique and strange show but it was so cool at the same time so if anybody out there like was involved with the show please let us know and we'd love to talk to you yeah, please. And I keep I always keep forgetting that this is from Pittsburgh, that this was done in Pittsburgh. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, like a lot yeah, of because it doesn't crazy. sound like Pittsburgh. It's not like no. users talking. Yeah, sorry. If people are unfamiliar with this, Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh specifically, has its own dialect, yeah. which is called Yinzer. It's Y I N Z E R or Pittsburghese. Yeah. Uh it is like I had to take a linguistics class when I was at University of Pittsburgh and they delved into yeah. this. And it, it, is, it is crazy because it is something in and of itself to witness and behold. And you don't hear any of that come across no. in any of the voice talent for this show, which is surprising. Yeah, I mean, probably for the better because then it would have been weird to been like, oh, this is definitely like <laughs> for... a Pittsburgh show. <laughs> but now it's just, it's just local talent, I think, from Pittsburgh. But it's kind of fun. It's, it's kind I, of nondescript, I, everything else, though, yeah. I did want to make one mention for something because we keep referencing this. If you guys were thinking uh, that we are going to continue to just reference this without actually bringing it up, go back and check out almost 100 episodes previous to this. Episode 82 is our episode that we have with Kablam from last January 2016. Yeah, I'm sorry, January 2016. Holy cow. Was it January 2016 or 2015? It was January 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, two years. Man. That makes sense. Um, to Sean's point, he mentioned some kind of like mixed media, some different kinds of animation. This also uses, I mean, we've got the live action kids that come in. We've got some weird kind of interstitials we'll talk about. I love the fact that they use like a hand puppet in this to actually get some like yes. character action uh, within within this the frame itself. So I really love this, man. I thought it was really cute. Cute? Super cute. Super like cute. destructive no, and I, violent, but just like fun and cute. I like it. Yeah. It's something I feel like I, I could do here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it seems very frantic. It seems very kinetic. The The energy is, is high. The jokes are, are dumb, but they don't, yeah. they never linger in anything for too long. And, and like we said, it's, you know, in, in four minute increments on other shows like Kablam or all that, it's fine. But like when you 
put these back to back to back and we'll get into this a little yeah, later a like it it's kind of a daunting task then at that point these interstitials were nice and we had three of them i believe they chopped some of with them like up, a, so there's like three different there kinds. was one yeah yeah three different kinds there was one that got chopped up into like a second it had like a they posed a question a trivia question out and then they come back and they answered at the very when, end and so let me ask you this what the, worked more yeah. for you the uh dialogue gags and jokes with the characters or the visual gags of uh, them being chucked around different ways oh the 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 visual yeah, jokes of them just being just being smashed and wrecked and and destroyed <laughs> again I, I i can't imagine i i keep thinking that the people who shot this and put this together, that these three guys must have had some type of a, a, a 3D printer that they went into the future oh, no. and yeah. they brought it back and then they were making these characters and they were like, don't worry, we'll make more, just destroy them. And they were like, okay. they I mean, if you look at the credits, they do have, uh, first of all, a shitload of people worked on this production too. So yeah. it looks like something that you and your buddies can just do at home. You can, but it's gonna take you a lot longer than it will these like 50 people that worked on the show. Also, really fun thing to to notice and understand about this is that if you're with friends and you're with buddies, uh, maybe that did or didn't work on this show, a very fun drinking game is to take a shot every time they say the phrase, Action League, yes, now. You're dead. Sorry. You're dead. You're, playing. you're dead. You're dead. Thanks for playing. You're dead. Um, <laughs> so we, we've talked about, we've got theme song, we've got animation. Let's jump into characters, absolutely. Dave. I mean, it's the same ones so that wanted... we knew from the Kablam series. Right. Uh, again, though, some slight changes that I kind of picked up yeah. on. I didn't get these changes, buddy. So what happened? Well, so remember the flesh, obviously, which yeah. it cracks me up every time he's on screen because it's just there's something weird about just seeing like an, a totally naked character on screen. I don't care. Totally if Totally naked, incompetent character. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But like, it's just weird to like turn on the TV and just be like, there's a person who's totally naked. Like, it doesn't matter if it's an action figure. It doesn't matter if it's a cartoon show or whatever. It's just like, that's unusual. And they just I, like I, head I, to toe. He's always just, there he is. Um, but what I thought was interesting was in Kablam, he was just as stupid, but he actually used his super strength on occasion. Hmm. He actually used his powers. Yeah. He did something with it. He held stuff up or he held stuff back or he crushed stuff or whatever. Like, if I remember correctly, he actually used his super strength. In this episode, he doesn't do anything. He's he's essentially like reduced to like the comic relief, the simple comic relief. And I was kind of bummed by he that. Uses, yeah, he, he uses it in the first uh, sequence that we have almost immediately. And it's not for heroics. No. It ends up being... Just a gag. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, just a... Like, just a way to kind of throw him and everybody else and knock them around. And that made me and laugh. And kind of live up to that whole, yeah, that whole, again, it's going for that visual gag, but you don't really build anything in terms of the characters that you have, especially for the flesh. And that's the thing. It's like this this show would work so much better if they actually like pseudo-functioned as a superhero team. They got some stuff done, even if they screwed up right. a bunch of stuff along the way. It would just add an extra kind of layer to it. Like you'd be like, oh, it's very funny to watch them get blown apart and everything, but oh, okay, it's kind of cool. They actually did save the day at the end and not by their own bumbling it's like when you watch archer and right. you're like yeah it's crazy and they're silly and and this is this is bananas and the the writing is is superb and the 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 bits and the gags are super fun but at the end you're just like oh wait they actually like yeah. resolved that thing against all and odds not yeah. yeah against all odds they like actually did some spy work right. that's pretty incredible yeah. hmm. well, that's what i kind of like and each coming. of those characters has their own kind of like particular trait that defines them right and they've changed over the years but i mean i don't know what 
what does the only person I've got a trait for is Stinky Diver and maybe the chief <laughs> and maybe Bill and the mayor. But I mean, like, they're pretty broad. Does anybody else yeah. jump out at you? No, not really. I mean, nobody nobody has any specific traits. The one question that I do have is when they introduced Thunder yep. Girl, they said she flies like thunder. Like thunder. Is that a joke? Because thunder really doesn't fly. Just thunder just kind of very silly thing. Like it doesn't make sense. So it's just a weird kind of non sequitur. Because like uh, lightning, li- lightning crashes according to according the to band the, from Pennsylvania according Live. To live yeah. <laughs> according to Live, an old so lightning dies. crashes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Her placenta Again, falls. Again, we should have watched the cur- We should have watched the curse episode for this. Sorry, but those are the lyrics. Look them up. Yeah, I I, I know. Um, but you know, uh, like thunder, thunder kind of like rumbles and is atmospheric effect. <laughs> you are loving yep. this live I joke. Pun tank is getting back I'm up just there, buddy. Live in the back of my head while Sean's talking. Oh boy. So, like, is that is that kind of the joke? I guess maybe I haven't realized that the first couple times I've watched know, man. this. I don't think it, it really bears thinking too much about. The only thing I could say is maybe you know it, we came out of that era where everything. You had Superman and Batman and Spider-Man, and then you started getting like I don't know, Ant-Man, I guess, and like maybe, like Rock Guy, and like everything started to be. You got down to the minutia of like what a adjective man or adjective woman could be. So yeah. maybe this is one of those things where it's just like Thunder Girl. She uh, she flies, she flies like thunder. All right, moving on. Like it, it might just yeah. be that simple, where it's just like I really. It, it, it's sort of like the thunderbolt from Shazam yeah. uh, on her on her chest, and I, I kind of wonder what came first: is the chicken or the egg scenario? Did they get the character and they're just like, yeah, she's got a thunderbolt, Thunder Girl, easy, or were they just like, Ugh. see, this is the kind of stuff I want to know. Like, did they, what, they, did what, they just what, find what like a knockoff do? kind of like, uh, I don't know, different kind of Barbie doll, and then just like put her in a Shazam costume, right? Like, I, I, I would love to see that stuff. They just found these things in like a bargain bin somewhere and we're like, nobody's ever going to file a copyright lawsuit against this. So let's just make a chuckamation show about it. My God, guys that are a part of toys that made us, uh, can you, can you get on this? Deep cut. cut. Yeah, but I want it. That's the cut that I want. Speaking of the cut that I want, stinky diver cuts deep. (laughs) He was the only one who I thought had a stronger personality trait come across. He was very much like a, kind of a hunter, kind of macho, kind of alpha male, wanted to get stuff done, didn't care about stupid science getting in the way. It was like a carnivore, just wanted to kill and eat everything. I was just like, yeah. all right, stinky. Like, I, I, dumb, dumb science. Yeah, dumb science, dumb fish monsters. Like, I get it. Like, okay, that's fine. It's a strong choice, and I appreciate it. But that was it. Like, nobody else really came through. Like, Meltman was just kind of there. The chief obviously just yells a lot, and he he hates the team, but he needs them to get stuff done. I love the chief. I love the chief. I love the chief. I love the chief, and I love the character that we haven't talked yeah. about. Well, we, who is present all the time? Yeah. yeah. Who do you have? Who's the two? Left? Well, I like Bill. Oh, you like Bill? I like Bill the lab guy. I like the narrator. Narrator's great. Uh, we also have the mayor, who's the the antagonist. We'll talk about him more in the plot, but uh, it's just funny to make your mayor the. <laughs> antagonist of the show yeah it's a interesting yeah, choice like but fun i mean tell me about the narrator what's up i just i i enjoy just sort of the the intonation of his, this this narrator's voice i like the setup 
there's just a lot of weird and dumb comments that he will make throughout the entire episode. And, and it, it, I don't know what it is. It's just every time that it came up, it was sort of like a groan and an eye roll for yeah. me when he would make these bad puns and these bad jokes. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of, kind of on board. Now, to give you a frame of reference or to give you an example, there's the one moment where uh, we're in a Jurassic Park ripoff yeah. And we're coming back from a commercial break, and the setup is Dino, Wacko, Hero, Snacko. And it's just, it's so... It's very silly. It, it's, it's very silly, and they, they constantly are, and it's sort of a groan, but I don't know why I enjoyed them so much. Because I think it, it was because it was unrelenting. Style. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they fully just... commit to it. They, they sometimes wink at the camera, but for the most part, they fully commit, and they're just like, this is what you're here for. For the next 25 minutes and i think that that's actually what it is is it, it's the commitment but really what it is is it's sort of that breaking of the fourth yes. wall which is something that happens immediately following our theme song that we have for tonight where they they sort of talk about the fact that several of the stories tonight are ripped off and then he's like inspired yeah, by you know popular movies and i think some of our super smart viewers may know which ones those are. Exactly. And I love the fact that it's almost like a challenge because for me to say super smart viewers, I'm like, oh, I'm super smart. I'm like, I'm 30 fucking seven and I'm watching a cartoon from 2001. Like, who gives a shit? But in my brain, I'm just like, oh, I could probably get these references. Yeah. So, so this, is, probably be pretty this is a great segue into the, the plot itself. So the first section after the narrator has kind of introed everything, which is a cool kind of setup, the first uh, section, the first story we're talking about is titled Armageddon Out of Here, which is obviously a ripoff or inspired by Deep Impact. So that's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> you son of a for bitch. For this section is Deep Impact. Um, not Armageddon. Not the movie Armageddon oh, that came out within months. Well, you know what? Of... Armageddon. You're right. Now, are you sure it's not Deep Impact? It's probably Armageddon. It's right there in the title. Probably Armageddon. Shit. Well, over one. That's fine. Are you fucking with me on this? 100%. Did you did you not? Hundred percent. And I will God continue to the rest of this episode. Uh, it was actually more fun for me to come up with alternate titles that are close enough, but not quite the same. Um, I have a there's a fun story about Armageddon slash Deep Impact that I don't think I should tell in a recording, but it comes straight from Michael Bay. So for another time, remember that, kids. Fair enough. Armageddon out of here. What's going on at the beginning of this one? This was probably my favorite gag uh, of the early goings. Okay, so we have a uh, scientist, Bill, yeah, my bud, and he he is uh, he is checking out some of the constellations that are, are in the night sky. Rest of the team, with the exception of the flesh, are kind of humoring him and his uh, exploration into the galaxy. When suddenly the flesh shows up and is like, "Oh, what are we looking at?" And they're like, "You know, we're looking at the stars." Oh, is it Sandra Bullock? And I, I don't. His delivery at this point was so weird because he goes, goodies, I want to see Sandra Bullock's. And he said it with yeah. an S. Yeah. I was just like, that's a weird. Like, is it supposed to be like Bollocks? Or, or like... Bullock's like, um, like <clears throat> I don't know. I thought that was like an animal or, or something. No, no, no. Like when you say like Bollocks. Like, no, or, no, Bollocks. Know, like, bollocks, like... bollocks just sounded yeah, weird. Yeah. I think it was just the flesh just being a friggin' weirdo. And I, I yeah. like uh, A, because you've got Bill and his deadpan delivery that comes up right after this but, but uh, I guess A1 
when you have flesh who just like steak sauce. steak sauce delicious sponsored by a one flesh just flies in he's like oh goodies and he just wails into this telescope he sends everybody else flying telescope starts spinning and then uh bill checks it again and he's basically like oh no a meteor that's about to smash into the earth so they've set up pretty much the entire premise for this five five minute run but i love his delivery because he's just like he's like an underpaid actor in like a 50s bad b sci-fi movie and he's just like i don't know a meteor whatever will we do he's like somebody's nephew that's taken yeah. one he's like jaden smith maybe college level acting co- <laughs> he's jaden smith he's jaden smith so what was the plot um, of uh, armageddon they got to what was the what was the, what was the uh, plan in an asteroid and yeah like an asteroid is heading towards earth and the idea is that they're going to send up these uh these miners these, these oil yeah, these roughnecks uh bruce willis and ben affleck and they're going to send them up there and they're going to drill a hole in Don't the side of this asteroid Michael clark duncan and crazy ass uh oh that's right steve buscemi yeah. and so they uh they send them up i'm because i'm thinking about who's on no, the no, movie no, poster because it's also Liv tyler yeah. right and so they're they're gonna send they're home, gonna send them up playing with animal crackers <laughs> didn't do shit and so they're gonna drill uh they're gonna drill into the side of the asteroid they're gonna detonate a huge explosion and it's gonna uh change the course of the asteroid so that it doesn't collide with do her. we get that deep into the plot in armageddon out of here uh we get no, no. not really i think <laughs> the enjoyable the enjoyable part about this entire episode is the chuckamation aspect oh. of it where they're just like we're going to and and I should say this is probably my favorite part about all of this. And this for me was my, one of my favorite physical gags that they were doing in this was the whole idea where they're just like, we like the chiefs just like tough toenails. We got to get you to like be NASA astronauts. And so then they put, they put the entire team right before they get into this. And this is the fun part too. I just want to mention, okay, the plan is to put these guys in a rocket, load that rocket full of, explosives which are basically just like a pile of grenades and like tnt and fireworks (laughs) they have just gathered on the table uh, on the countertop but then yeah we got to train them up so go ahead get to your montage so we they 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 do this whole fun montage where it's like they put the entire team in a salad spinner in order to simulate (laughs) g-force and they and they just they throw them across the kitchen they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna use this sledgehammer uh to simulate i think it was gravity And they're like, that looks like a real sledgehammer. They're like, yeah, it's a sledgehammer that simulates gravity as it smashes the shit out of them. And then they they get to the final third one, which I thought was really fun, where it's a a launch simulator. And they're like, can we just get to it? Like, you know, you know what the you know what the pattern of behavior is going to be at this point. They're going to try to destroy these and they shoot them up into the ceiling into like one of those like paneled ceilings. The drop tile. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Drop tile ceilings. And they just like embed them in it which is just super fun because then their legs are like moving so somebody's like above that twitching and moving all these bodies so they look like they're wiggling as they're stuck in that drop but that's panel. the stuff that that's fun. the stuff that i'm talking about where it's like you have to think about that ahead of time and then you have to rig the shot so that they're like embedded in there and it looks like they just yes. got stuck in there and then do that I, I just like that little kind of like the pre-planning ahead of time and just cracking yeah. up at how ridiculous that whole thing is so now we get to our famed uh, shuttle launch that we talked about earlier. I love, episode, yeah, and I love the reference where they say they're at uh, Cape Crabgrass. Cape Crabgrass. <laughs> Instead of Cape Canaveral, they're at Cape Crabgrass. Was which it is Crabgrass or of, Crabapple? It was Crabgrass because okay. it's it's a type. I think Crabgrass is a type of grass that you would have like in a lawn. Yeah. So like I don't know. Golf it's just, club. It, the, 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 yeah, golf club. 
And so it's just like silly specifics like that of just like dumb things just made me really laugh. Then they launch, we get that jank yeah. pan all the way up. As the, it looks like <laughs> a bad, like the... early, early, early YouTube clip of somebody trying to use a <laughs> camera. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and this is where suddenly this kind of almost translates into them on the deck of the USS Enterprise exactly. because they kind of straight up rip off Star Trek exactly. at this point, which is fun. No, it was great. Which is fun. Because like yeah. everybody's in their different, you know, Thunder Girl's in her captain's chair. Everybody else is at their different stations, but none of them are really doing anything. I love that Stinky had an actual like wheel. Like, what? I don't know what you're going to do with a wheel in a space shuttle, but that, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I think it's fun and comic. I think it's fun and comical because then they can break the wheel exactly. off and, and you could just be like, oh, oh no. Because no. if, like, if it's like a throttle for a plane, like, I, I guess it's maybe just not the same comedic effect. Plus, you have to think who was making tiny little throttles for planes to make that they could actually, break yeah, off. To make his arm actually yeah. go back. No, just hold a wheel. You'll be no. fine. Yeah, hold the wheel. All right, so it sounds like the plan's uh, good. Yeah, they, I mean, they, uh, they forgot the bombs. They uh, forgot, the bombs. forgot the bombs. Yeah. And so uh, when we were, we were referencing and we're making uh, light of the fact that they could just pull back Stinky Diver's arms with a broken wheel and show this, uh, the Action League is like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're not going to crash into this thing, which is the suggestion of the yeah. chief to throw it off course. To save the Earth. They're like, no, no. Like, we're, we're done. We're going home. Like, screw this. Like, we don't want to die. Uh, and in their celebration, they break the ship, which gets put on a crash course and then ends up colliding with the asteroid. Which itself. was a fun bit of chuckamation too, I think with a little bit of extra like after effects added with the like light, the flashing light and the, uh, the smoke cloud. Yeah. But it was fun to just like chuck a space shuttle at a, a piece of dirt basically is all they really did. Yeah. I, I will say the, the final shot that they have for this, this bit, where you can see the planet Earth, and then you can see yeah. the Action League now sort of on this asteroid, and it's sort of moving away, and so you see the Earth getting smaller. Uh, really, really fun cool shot, shot composition to kind of show everything that was there. Uh, it, it, they, they do a good job, again, as they always have, with just understanding size and space uh, with the limited ability that they have for these action figures. So it's kind of a blast. Yeah, that actually gave some depth to it, because I think they probably just had the Earth model on like a dowel, and if the dowel was kept behind the camera, they just kind of pulled it back so the Earth slowly got yeah. smaller. But it was a neat neat shot that you could just do in frame. This is a nice kind of like practical yeah. maneuver there. Um, and we were talking about continuity before. So this meteor is not supposed to come back around <laughs> for 100,000 years. And that's where the Action League is. But it doesn't matter because we jump right from this into an interstitial. And then we get back into another uh, segment. Let's take a break and talk about the different interstitials they have here. Sure. So You want to hit all three of them? Uh, sure. Because one of them was kind of sad for me, I think. Oh, really? Behind the plastic. Okay. And they literally just ask Meltman, like, what's up with your face? Like, how, how long does that take to get the makeup on? Or what kind of mask do you have? And he repeatedly well, just says, that, like, that hideous, yeah, that hideous, hideous prosthetics yeah. He's like, I don't understand for your what you're talking about. This is just my face. And then just like, now back to the show. <laughs> and they follow it up again with Ask the League, which was what we were talking about before, where they have real kids come on, and, and the, the pull quote is, real kids ask real questions of fake superheroes. The very next time, this little girl asks Meltman, what's up with his face again? And he's like, it's not, a, yeah. it's not a mask. It's not a mask. And just the reaction shot that they have for her of just sort of the 
the the furrowed brow was sort of like the just the deadpan look of like huh i don't i don't get it it is is priceless i was fun i was happy that they moved past that uh what was the other ask the league question do you remember I, i i think that that was it no there was another one where a kid asked uh the flesh what his favorite movie was oh that's right um God, I forget what it the answer was. The what he, naked what he, gun. Oh, that's right. Because they said because it has the word naked in it, and he's just like, it does. Yeah, yeah. like you just you just said the word naked. It's like gun. we get it. He's dumb, but it, it was just silly. It's just yeah. to buy time and to like cut down on their production budget a little bit better. Here's a fun one called Action IQ. We're gonna pop quiz our our <laughs> listeners out there. So we'll tell you guys the answer to this. If we remember at the end of the show, I'm probably gonna forget. Nah, Here's the worry, question: gotcha. In the Action League episode "Rock a Big Baby," starring Kiss, it opened for what feature film? Was it A. Gone with the Wind, B. Shakespeare in Love, or C. Good Burger? Think about that. We'll come back later on and we'll answer it for you. Okay, we've got our second segment of the night. This one was titled Incident at Chlorine Lake, an obvious riff on Lake Placid. What uh, do you think? (laughs) What do you think about this one? Uh, This one was fun. I really, I I liked the, I liked the main Mm -hmm. villain of this. I thought this was super fun. Who do you think the main villain is? So I, I thought the main villain was actually the trophy. Oh, bass. you did? Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. Me, uh, he was just hungry. Yeah, he was hungry, but at the same time, they in in true Chuckamation fashion, they have all of these pool shots that are are leaning down where they have the entire action league, and they're they're confronting with the mayor who has opened up this pool resort where he's charging exorbitant amounts of money for Which hot is dogs. Why I think he's the main villain, especially because this is actually a riff on Jaws. Where right, I know yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. I'm just clarifying for people out you're there. You're killing I didn't think it was me. Actually, Lake Placid. When you said Lake Placid, that was honestly the first reaction I had when I saw the title, and I was like, "No, we're watching Jaws." I don't get what the do is. I was like, ah, "I think this show is fucking with me now." At this it point, is. like it's just so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think the mayor has the the mayor has a business scheme that he's trying to put in there, but I think as a result of him being eaten and attacked by the trophy bass itself (laughs) and surviving. Um, I think it makes him sort of less of a villain in my eyes than the trophy bass himself, who's actually instigating all of the events that occur during this. Let me ask you this, though. In Jaws, the villain of the piece, is it the shark who's just doing what sharks do? Or is it the mayor who keeps the the boat? Or is it the mayor (laughs) who keeps the town open despite the warning of the scientists and the sailors? And of, of having multiple people eaten by the shark. Again, I still think it's the boat. I think it's the boat. I think it's Quentin's no, I hat. Think, I mean, I think it's a little hat. <laughs> That's some bad hat. No, I, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a combination of both. I think it's a perfect storm of both sure. of those elements kind of coming together. This was actually pretty well done, though, for like a five-minute mini spoof of that, you know, incredible film, Jaws. They've, they did a, a good job of hitting kind of like the main beats and then twisting them and, and putting, putting a fun spin on them. Like when the mayor gets kind of bitten in half by this trophy bass, which, by the way, is a stuffed bass mounted to a, like a plaque, a wooden plaque that is swimming th- through the water, which I thought was the funniest damn thing. If this would have been one of those stupid <laughs> billy basses 
where you push the I, <laughs> push the button and it sings at you, that would have been slightly better. But bad to the bone. I used that. My I had somebody gave me one of those as like a joke gift for Christmas one year, and I probably just I think threw it away. My dad loves the fuck am I gonna do with this? Bubba, big mouth, Billy Bass. Anyway. Oh, Christ. Once the mayor gets bitten in half, he is still trying to sell. He's trying to upsell everybody on these things. So he's got this kiosk set up for bass repellent, which is selling for like right. 10 or 20 bucks a pop. So I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact, I love in this the amount of coordination oh, that they had to do for some of the chuckamation. They are, they are driving a, a speedboat in a swimming pool, that. and it's a remote control, it's an RC boat that they are motoring around this pool and then at one point stinky diver's like this is where i get off and then they like they have like a string and they just yank them off the boat and i was like that's some fun pre-planning this, like this boat also probably was a fun fucking shot the boat also runs over all the surviving swimmers in the pool while they're swimming and then does a bunch of like circles <laughs> and then hits a ramp and lands on the mayor at his bass repellent kiosk i love that that's a great sequence I, I have to say probably though, and I began to mention and explain this, but they have they have these shots of the side of the pool that is there, and they have the entire action link that's standing around, and somebody makes a comment about like being able to go in or is it safe? And then they just splash water on everybody, and in the water are just Body dismembered parts. doll parts yeah, everywhere. That Hands, just wash legs, up. Feet, arms. And they are all shapes and sizes, and they like there's no kind con- like none of them look like they came from the same human being or the same like planet in terms of relative size. It is just so stupid funny to watch. But what I love about that, and what's kind of like between the between the scenes in that moment, is some person or people had to stand there just pulling apart doll limbs, <laughs> throwing them in a yeah, bucket right. of water. And making sure they had enough so that then when they tossed the water onto the scene, that all those parts came out and they floated a you know they floated out like they were supposed to. I just love that like weird bit of uh, behind the scenes production value. Thought that was hilarious. Yeah. No. <sighs> How about the very end of this yeah. of this particular one? How does it all end? Because this is where this Stinky kind of shows some of his personality again. Right. So Stinky is in the water. He's in the process of, uh, you know, we have our scientist Bill is like, no, 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 you seriously, like, I, I want to study yeah. this this trophy bass. Please don't shoot him. Stinky ends up shooting uh, this trophy bass with his harpoon gun. He hits him in the side. They go for a little and bit of a ride. right after the bass has I swallowed to, Bill, by the way. Swallowed, yeah, has swallowed scientist Bill whole. And so they, uh, they're going on this ride where Stinky Diver is kind of being pulled along with everything. They hit this ramp that jumps out of uh, out of the pool. This is the part where you see the mayor with the bass repellent. They smash into him. No, that was uh, then, so that was oh that was the boat. That was, that the, was boat. the boat. This was the basically boat. the bass like his trajectory just takes him out of the pool and into the street. Yeah, into the street. This is the part where they have a semi truck run over. <laughs> they have run over this trophy bass, and then suddenly it's it's dead and it's destroyed. And Stinky Diver is okay, and then. Scientist Bill emerges from inside yeah. of the trophy bass. And in that moment, you're just like, Stinky Diver is going to get hit by a truck. And then he gets run over by a truck. But my end. favorite part of that was when the bass was killed and Bill emerges fine. He's like, you didn't have to do it. When will the killing stop? And Stinky was like, man was born to dominate and crush his adversaries in the wild. Period. End of sentence. And then he just gets run over by a truck. It was great. <laughs> it was a great moment. Uh, we got two left. We got two little, uh, <sighs> two little things left. Do we have? Do we have two we left? We have two left. This is turning, There's a lot. T- yeah. There's two left. 
This one was titled, this is probably pretty easy to figure out. So this one was titled Your Plastic Park, which is an obvious reference to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom coming to a theater near you this summer. You son of a gun. Uh, This one was kind of fun. I thought this was was Dino Riders. You thought it was Dynamite? Damn it. Sorry, I talked over your your pun joke. (laughs) I said Dino Riders. Oh, damn it. I thought you said Dynamite, which would have been the best. (laughs) <laughs> uh pun tank's low right now we'll so yeah we've got a jurassic park sequence that happens here this is the one that i mentioned with the the dino wacko hero snacko yes. um you know uh, again it seems like we have uh we have scientist bill who's really kind of defending the things that most of action league wants to which destroy like scientist bill yeah which is why yeah he's a good foil and so then he gets so this is the part where Dave has mentioned that we have a puppet. Yes. So it is, uh, it ends up. Before we get to the puppet. Yeah. uh, We find out that Bill, if you remember Jurassic Park, Bill is kind of taking on the role of multiple different people. He's taking on the, on the role of what was his name? Like Muldoon. He was like the hunter. Yeah. Robert Robert Muldoon. Muldoon. Clever girl. Like all that kind of stuff. He's taking on that role. He's also taking on the role of like the lead scientist who's in charge of the park as well. And also the guy who's making money from selling things that are based on the park. So he's kind of like all encompassing all the kind of business type narrative wells of Jurassic Park. Anyway, he has cloned a bunch of plastic dinosaurs from a shard of plastic somewhere. But one of them has happened to emerge as a carnivore. The rest of them are herbivores, but one happens to be a carnivore. So go ahead. Which is a very fun line where he's like, I have cloned all these herbivores. And then... I think the flesh yeah. is the first one that gets picked up and eaten by this puppet. And he's like, oh, yeah, except yeah. for that one. You're like, mm, I love that line because okay. he's like, no, it's what I feared would happen. Now he has a taste for flesh. And it's, it's just <laughs> very silly, but also funny because that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great moment where they play with a lot of the scale. Yes. And so they, they have these moments where they have a giant foot that comes into the foreground yeah. of the frame and just kind of smashes down. And then you see the puppet like in the background. Now the puppet itself does not seem like it's huge, but just the way that they're able to kind of put it and frame it against everything else, it makes the size much more grandiose than what it is. The the foot continually stomping, I think they do it like two yeah. or three times is a really fun effect to kind of like add that Jurassic Park feel where the iconic scene from the original where, you know, uh, the, the, the brother and sister are in the Jeep and all of a sudden you, you hear the stomping uh, the T-Rex and you see like the, the glass or you just see like, that kind of ripple in the, the water, muddy, the foot come down in the mud and kind of, you see that first. Exactly. I just love that. There was a guy standing there with a dowel that at the end of it had a, this, this puppet foot that he just, just pushed down into the sand. Like that's all he did the entire time. And, and, and the, the whole conceit of this is that if they can't save the dinosaurs and that they can't save professor yeah. bill, and the Navy is going to destroy this island and they're going to nuke and bomb everything that's on there and they're going to completely remove it. And so at the very end, in true Chuckamation fashion, as we have all of our characters that are in the stomach of this puppet yeah, dinosaur, which is, <laughs> they've all been eaten, uh, they have Stinky Diver take off his flippers and the, the odor of his feet is enough to make the dinosaur throw up and spit yeah. them out. 
And so they they have the chief that's on the boat. And again, in, in true chief fashion, he's just screaming, screaming and yelling. He's just like, we can't do this. Action League's on there right now. And they're like, we're going to do it. He's like, well, well I tried. Yeah, I tried. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so fun to see him turn on yeah. a dime and just be like, well, you know, did a thing. Oh, well, Not going to work tried. out. Fuck it. <laughs> so, I mean, these, <laughs> like, I don't know why I keep laughing at the chief because I think he's speaking, so, like, he's speaking with so much energy and conviction yep. compared to some of the other yes. characters that are there. And then suddenly, like the moment he's just like, you guys got to do this. No, you're not going to do it. You know what? Fuck it. I don't really care. You know? Uh, So we have this moment where he's on the deck of this this naval ship. Everybody gets spit out of the dinosaur and they just get thrown onto the deck. I can't imagine the number of takes that had to be taken to get that right. Not bust the ship. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, just just hilarious. And that's that's pretty much the end. And the chief is just like, oh, it's you. So I got a couple of things. Um, one, they had this fun gag where like they try to get away from the dinosaur. So they're like, I forget who says it, it might've been stinky. He's like, everybody get to the helicopter. And then that foot gag comes in again where it smashes the helicopter to bits. So they're like, everybody get away from the helicopter. So it's just like a fun <laughs> back and forth. Uh, they actually save the bombing of this island with Bill pleading with the captain and saying, if you don't do it for me, do it for the love oh, of science, right. for the love of knowledge, and the love of sequels. And the captain's like, sequels? Lads, we have a franchise to save so he doesn't bomb the <laughs> island. And then at the very end, they have this kind of like dominoes, like falling down sequence of uh, various movie posters. So it's like, uh, what was it? Your your Plastic Park, your Plastic Park 2, The Lost World. Like part 2. Part yeah. 3, it's still lost. Part 4 is like, yeah. we haven't found it. But it was kind of prescient because it's like now they've made, you know, they're going to make six or more of these movies so it's kind of like well they're not really far off so good job good job actually all right we got one more to get through this one is titled a star is torn which is an obvious reference to the classic hollywood film sunset boulevard so what happens in this one what's going on with this one uh this one we have uh thunder girl gets identified as possible talent by a movie director which is weirdly the plot to... of a movie called a star is born in case you're yeah that's wondering. right this is a much more obscure hollywood reference that probably only made yeah. me laugh but that's fine there's actually an obscure reference and that is in this episode <gasps> itself towards the end that i enjoyed is... to no end when they Ooh, made it yeah there is uh and so they uh thunder girl has been identified as talent by this director yeah. wink wink What's his name? who is uh, his name is uh, is a uh, was it, it's a Louis Louis de yep. Mayer Louis de Mayer Louis Louis de Mayer, uh, and so we we have Louis de Mayer. If you're p- paying attention, obviously we have the mayor who is a uh, who is sort of our villain yep. that we have against the Action League now, and so he is a uh, he's identified Thunder Girl as talent because he wants air superiority, <laughs> yeah. and he, he for some reason. <laughs> And he feels that if he takes out Thunder Girl, that he will have air superiority above the rest of Action League now. And so uh, he is trying to kill her off through an elaborate series of destructive pranks and shots that are as a part of this movie. What I loved about this was, A, it was titled Deadly Thunder. But more what I loved about it was how quickly (laughs) Thunder Girl turns into like an absolute diva. That's the best. Because it's within... Again, it's it's turn she on the dime turned, for this. Yeah. Like, I mean, she like she's having a conversation with Louis de Mayer, and then she like 
somebody is rotating Thunder Girl's legs and she has a, a pair of like sun, big sunglasses on and, and she's already complaining about like, where's my assistant? I where's want mineral water. Like, where's all these things? Yeah. And so it's just, uh, it's it's fun. It's crazy. You know, it's a lot of the same tropes that they even call out in this yes. episode that people would think about Hollywood if, you know, if there's a lot of, if you were asked yeah. like, yeah, if you were to say like, hey, give me some Hollywood tropes that you know, like they dogpile them into this episode. What I thought was a little disturbing in this one is how brutal the Chuckamation gets. Because Thunder Girl gets, it gets like real weird damage. And it's not, yeah. you know, it approaches not even super funny, just kind of like, man, you guys really went like aggressive with the abuse layering here. Most of the time you get to see the characters kind of like, you know, blown apart or whatever, but then they come back together at the end. They don't have like sustained battle damage over time they don't bruise they don't bleed they don't have like teeth knocked out or hair pulled or whatever not so with thunder girl in this one she goes through quite the ringer do you do you remember the first sequence of events that kind of put her Uh, first she gets hit by a train right she loses an arm as a result one arm as a result uh the second one which i think was probably the most brutal she gets thrown into a fan like a spinning fan uh well, she needs motivation. She does need to motivation. She's an artist. She needs motivation. She's an actor. Uh, so, she, so she loses her yep. other arm as a result of this, and her hair and like is pretty much butchered and fried. But at meanwhile, this point. she's got like black eyes and like a knocked out tooth, and it's she's like, uh, yeah. And she's looking in the mirror with no arms, and she's like, mm, I can't quite tell which is my best side. What I thought was really weird here was that Meltman and Stinky, or I'm sorry, the Flesh and Stinky were her like cronies. They were her like like turtle and yes, e to her, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, her exactly. yes men, her cronies, her her kind of starstruck assistants that didn't say like, hey, maybe you should Entourage, Dave. You're looking for Entourage. Entourage is what this this the sequence is based on. It's based on Mocky Mock Wahlberg. <laughs> and the Wahlberg is uh, oh it was kind of, <laughs> you know, it's funny and it's silly for kids, but like, it was a little rough. It was a little rough to watch sometimes. It's a, it's a little rough. And so let me, let me outline the idea for the third sure. sequence because rule of three, we have to close to. this out. They have, well, Louis DeMayer has rigged up a safe that is in this nondescript kitchen that they have that is going to drop and fall on Thunder Girl to injure and possibly hurt her even more. Now, the thing that is so funny about this, in order to get this sequence of events and convey it to the viewer, they have a (laughs) potato. They have a potato in a blonde, frizzy-haired wig underneath, and they stomp the potato. But the hair stays on top of this mashed potato. Indeed. I don't know why it's so funny. It was funny because they actually every... use like how often do you see a safe actually drop on somebody? But they actually did it in this one. Just happened to be like a mashed potato <laughs> or a baked potato. It's like turned a parboiled yeah, potato yeah, yeah. that they just that they just like put a wig on and then just crushed on this. Damn I, funny. I was laughing. I was like, this is so dumb, but I, I'm enjoying this immensely. It was pretty good. But the only person who's been paying attention this this entire time is Meltman. He knows something's up. But yeah. nobody's listening to him. They even threaten to like throw him off the set because he's acting up so much. But Meltman discovers right. that the mayor is actually behind everything. Surprise, surprise! And he kind of catches him in the act. And he randomly gets the mayor. He drops the safe on the mayor. Mayor's kind of fine. He's just driven into the floor like a pile driver a little bit. But then Meltman takes his mask off. Lo and behold, it's the mayor. 
Everybody goes home happy, right? What happens? No, because this is actually oh, right. now. So we we <laughs> we have to have somebody make a grand gesture uh, in this case, and we also have to have a majority of the uh, actual uh, lights that are on the set come crashing down and pretty much fall directly on top of our heroes. And that's pretty much where they ended. The narrator comes in and he's like, join us again next week for another exciting adventure of Action League now. Take a shot. Hey. That's it? Oh, it's not it, though. Oh, it's not. Here we go. Because we're coming back and we're going to answer this trivia question. So what do you think it was? You guys. Oh, my God. You know what? (laughs) I'll be honest. When it first came up and I was hit with option B, I was like, you know, maybe maybe it could have been Shakespeare in Love. But clearly, but clearly, when they came up with C and they said Good right. Burger, it had to have been Good Burger. Be Burger. There's no other way. Good old branding. So, Opening a Nickelodeon yeah, movie just, with a Nicktoon. <laughs> I was like, wait, did they re-release Gone with the Wind in 2001? Is like this would some, have been an odd choice. Like, yeah, it would have been a real odd choice. I was like, you know, this in front of Shakespeare in Love, I don't know that that really sets the mood for a Tom Stoppard uh movie let's um, kiss to the soundtrack maybe. maybe i could see that yeah right <laughs> yeah i could yeah. see that being a crossover but yeah absolutely so, they're doing good burger home of the good burger may i take your order i love orange soda i don't know what that voice was that was like <laughs> a surfer dude if you guys pick yeah. good burger congratulations you win nothing but you should be ding, super ding, proud ding, of ding. yourselves well done <clears throat> you did it that's about it do you have anything else from action league now no i think that's i'm everything. bummed we didn't get to see justice he's a he's a good doggo 11 out of 10. Yeah, I would have liked to, I would have liked to have seen uh, Justice. I feel like we get a good amount of characters, and I feel like Enough. in any episode, you probably could have gotten too much of Justice. Probably true. Because, he does get one episode, yeah. I think, all to himself, or at least one segment all to himself. That's fun. What he does. It's just probably like a dog-related segment, so that could, I could see that happening. Guys, guess what? We have opinions about this show. You guys also have opinions about this show. And we want to be respectful of that, and we want to talk about it. And so we're going to hand it over to longtime listener in front of the show, Bobby Anthem, for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away. This week, Our Love It was written by AOP War on August 24th, 2006, who rated the show 10 out of 10 and titled the review Awesome. It says... This is perhaps the only show on Nickelodeon I took a liking to. With minimal effort and great voice acting, something truly amazing has been achieved with a great degree of originality. The creators have basically taken a bunch of kids, dolls, and toys, including G.I. Joes, Barbies, and He-Man dolls, and transformed them into a dysfunctional crime-fighting team. The outcomes are hilarious and are pure genius. Gotta love the diver's British accent and the mayor being the villain. Even though the team keeps on getting run over by vehicles again and again, I never seem to get tired of it. I would have imagined that this show would be quite popular, but I guess that it was kind of short-lived. And our hated is titled, Became Less Interesting When It Became Its Own Show. Written by Qvora862003 on December 1st, 2005. This one says, Yes, I do remember when Nickelodeon finally let Action League Now become its own television series. 
after the mass popularity it got from being on Kablam! Friday nights. It was indeed a big mistake. For one thing, the show came on every Sunday afternoon at like 12 o'clock. Probably a time when no one was watching TV. Second, the show didn't have that spark it used to have. And the episodes were simply boring. The flesh was perhaps the only thing that made me want to see the show on the account that he was stupid and wore no clothes. Thunder Girl was pretty cool as well. So, to Action League, your run was short, but you'll always hold a place in my heart. Somewhere in my childhood. Oh boy, thank you Bobby. As always, amazing. You know what? They may say that this show lost its spark, but you, Bobby oh, Anthem, have never lost your spark we ever have been, in the eyes of the show. We have been on the air and not getting paid for like 10 times as long as Action League now, so I'll take that. <laughs> One of these days we'll actually cobble our money together and make a Chuckamation short. That'll be fun. Uh, I can't wait. I've got so many action figures out yeah, in the garage. Dude, I I'm just want... Ready to make this I've happen. I've been sent everything I ever owned as a kid except my G.I. Joe... Uh, action figures and vehicles and that's all i want because those are the only ones that could actually like function in a chuckamation thing for me i think that's all i want and if you guys haven't go to netflix right now check out the toys that made us it's a four-part uh documentary series about toys i think they currently they had star wars gi joe uh he-man master of the universe and barbie and it's going to be an eight-part series. I don't know when the next four episodes are coming, but it's a lot of fun, and it's super cool for nostalgia, so go check that out, too. Not a sponsor, Absolutely. just for fun. Uh, Action League now, bud. Do you recommend it? And if not, does it get the dip, meaning it's erased from all existence for all time? Yeah, you know, I'm going to recommend this. This was fun. It was silly. I, I will give the caveat with the recommendation of I would not go beyond watching like one or two episodes. This show can get really daunting. It can be really, uh, I want to say, exasperating to watch it sometimes. Can. It's a lot. And so it's a lot to take. Yeah, in. it's a it's a lot to take in. So if you have specific ones that you're just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Go back and watch that one. Treat yourself to that episode. There's no real reason to go back and watch. I want to say everything that they ever made. But just know that there's, you know, some subtle differences between, as Dave yeah. has mentioned, the the Kablam show itself and this show proper. Uh, it still tries to capture a lot of that same magic and that same fun. I enjoy that. The visual gags on this are just so crazy that the amount of time that they put into this is just is just bonkers. Um, I would love to see something sort of a little bit similar to this, but maybe with some more substance. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this. I feel like this show would have done really well as a 10-minute segment on Adult Swim as opposed to a 20-minute or 24-minute time slot that it would have had uh, in a half-an-hour block. With this probably would have fit in really good with things like, um, what, Sequest 2021 or whatever it was called, and yeah, like absolutely. Frisky Dingo Harvey and Birdman Bird and all those, and yeah. Squidbillies even. I think that would have fit in. Aqua Teens. Yeah, that would have fit in really well, 10, 15-minute sequence. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll make the next one. But uh, yeah, as how how are you? Feeling I feel about good too. I, I'd recommend it. I really, it's weird. When I was a kid, I really liked this show because it was so different and zany and unpredictable. Now, as an old man, I like it because I appreciate the kind of production that goes into it, and the post production, and the planning, and the just the 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 hands on nature of it. I'd really like to see a behind the scenes um, video of this stuff. Uh, 
I'd probably watch that more than the actual show itself. But yeah, so, so like Sean said, take this in small doses. It's a lot of fun. It's something different, especially if you've never seen it before or it's been, you know, 20 years since you watched it last. So yeah, check that one out. And that's our latest New Year's Nicktoon. We still got more in the tank, though. Even if our pun tanks run dry, our Nicktoons tank is super full and still going. If you want to know what's coming up next week, sorry to tell you, but you got to be a Patreon subscriber where we have newsletters and super cool updates that we send out to let you know upcoming episodes. You might think you're super smart, and if you follow along in the timeline of when Nicktoons were released, that you might know what's coming up next. But even we don't necessarily know because we've done screwed our entire schedule up. So who knows what's (laughs) coming next week? It could be anything. But in the meantime, buddy, what's going on with you out in the real world? Guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that is called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater, and you can find tickets and times, all the information that you need to know, witdc.org. And as always, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Sean Paul Ellis. Fantastic. Dave, what are you up to? You can find me on Twitter, at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you want to find out more about this little show right here, head on over to our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's Morning with a U. You can also follow along on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep that conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, you can reach out to us through email. Drop us a line, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Um, that's going to do it for Action League now. I'm going to go chuck stuff around for a little bit just for fun see what happens. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's sounds good. Also, guys, we have a little webcomic oh, that's out. That? It's called, yeah, it's called Death Jr. Ba-ba-ba. We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it if you go over and uh, give it a little look. Say yeah. hello. Give it a retweet. Give it a like. Yeah. We want you to enjoy it. We've had an opportunity, obviously, to watch so many cartoons. It's been a passion of ours to be able to create our own content. We're finally in the position where we're able to do it. Appreciate everything that you guys have uh, support that you guys have shown us so far with the with the podcast. So we hope you enjoy this. Thank you. Sean's getting emotional. I'm gonna say go enjoy a little death. <laughs> Check it out. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday morning cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.